Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Ashley Young, joined with Natalie Zamora. Girl, we did it. We made it to the Tyler C. episode. We did it. It's finally here. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Of course, they threw it in like towards like after it was halfway through just to make people wait. Um, but it was so fun. He is obviously so adorable and fun. And of course, they had a shot of him. You know, just wearing underwear, shirtless, so funny because, of course, they have to do that. But I was I was really happy to see him. I was so happy to see him. He is charming. And, you know, I have been saying it all year on the podcast. I want the mat that we get from those TikToks, from social mm-hmm. media, goofy, smiling. And for the first time, I think, all season, we saw Matt, like, giggling, grinning. Like, he was cheesing when Tyler walked in. So the personality's there. I've been ragging on a little bit, but I'm happy we got to see that last night. Yeah, I agree. I think they are just like so adorable um, together. Their, you know, their bromance is real. And I think that the date that Matt had with Katie that we'll get into was just so fun. I was legitimately cackling. And I was like, that's what a relationship should be, right? Like not divulging into your traumas over dinner in front of cameras like it's having a laugh like making memories yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get into that we gotta circle back to the drama before we really tune into the show um peace and harmony if you uh, never heard that again would it be too soon i literally like tweeted last night if i hear mj say peace and harmony one more time i'm gonna throw up because I don't understand why she kept coming in and saying, like, I preach peace and harmony. I've just been wanting everyone to come together. It's like either you're lying or they edited all of that out. And it's probably a mixture of both, honestly. It's always the people that (laughs) preach the most that are the farthest from what they're preaching. Like, the the girls that, like, preach, you know, be confident. It's like, just show us with your actions. Like, you know the peace and harmony it's like girl we've seen nothing but the opposite of peace and harmony from you and of course the episode started off with the opposite of peace and harmony just drama like angry yelling talking over each other and you know i was happy the episode didn't go too much into it but i was really excited to see mj leave i'm just gonna say she seemed like i think i said this last week you know she would fight someone like physically fight someone if it got down to it Yeah, I was like at the edge of my seat legitimately watching Matt come back and, you know, decide who he's going to give the rose to because in a split second I was like, damn, he said he has a connection with MJ. Like, you know, he's going to give it to her. But thankfully he said, I cannot give you this rose. Walked her out. Good riddance. Um, I'm sorry, MJ, but I just was not a fan. Yeah, which is, I think, the opposite. Off the cuff, we were like, she's so cool. Yeah. Look at her hair. Like, what a fun personality. And I did a 180 on MJ. My God. Yeah, good riddance. That's probably the best (laughs) way to say it. Um, And, you know, true to the drama, there was no cocktail. Um, After all the drama, Matt suddenly knew exactly what he wanted, per Chris Harrison's words. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is where I start to pick sides again. I've moved on from the MJ drama to the Serena-Katie drama. 
because Miss Serena decides that the reason no one has enough time with everyone is because Katie is just, you know, the arsonist. She's lighting fires everywhere. That caught me off guard. Same. It was, I don't understand why Matt gave Serena a rose other than producers told him to because drama. Because he hasn't had like any one-on-one time with her that we've seen. And then she also was kind of like, like MJ, she was like a little bit of a villain. And then once, you know, the Victorias and the Annas left, like they're coming back up as the villains. And I was like, what are you saying? Like, she basically was just upset. She didn't get time with Matt, sure. But then she had to just blame it on someone else. And her argument with Katie, I was just like gasping the whole time. Like, what, where did it come from? And then she had the audacity later to, you know, that Katie and her had a moment and Serena confronted Katie and Katie was like, oh, I thought you were coming to apologize. And Serena has the audacity to then go back to the girls and say, Katie told me she's not here for the right reason. Like just completely made it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was getting kind of mad that the other girls weren't sticking up for Katie. Like maybe somebody said something and it was cut out or something, but like Katie comes back into the room and she's like, I'm right here. Like, what are you saying? Whatever. Like you can say it to me. And then the girls are just watching. It's like, come on. Obviously Serena is in the wrong here. Like what is going on? I feel like there was kind of like a 180 of like, everyone's against Katie now, even if they're not really saying it, like they're not defending her. So I was very confused. Yeah. I feel like we keep seeing a pattern of that is no one having accountability for Mm -hmm. their own actions. It's, you know, Oh, you misinterpreted my joke or you took it out of context. And I'm sorry, if a guy wants to spend time with you, he's going to find time. Yeah. It's not Katie's fault that, you know, Anna did X, Y, and Z. Like Katie, all she said was she had a conversation. She never named names, you know, when she was talking to Matt, um, I think we've seen a lot of maturity from Katie and how she, you know, consoled people that felt bullied. Um, I respect her for calling out the toxic and the bullying. Yeah. And these women are just like, it's her fault he's not spending time with me. <laughs> no, if he wanted to spend time with you, he would. Uh, up your game, learn to have a stronger conversation, make a connection. Um, it's really, really shady. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like Serena has got to go next week because she just has she has no connection with Matt. And like, it's just over. I'm just every week we're saying like, I'm just tired of the mean girls. And it's true. I'm like, just I'm over you. Like, we're at the point where like he Matt is starting to like, you know, form connections. So I want to see that. And I want to see the drama with, you know, them, not with the girls at each other. Yeah, it almost does feel like the drama this season is like among the women and Mm -hmm. Matt is like a side character yeah he's just kind of like cruising it's like the crush they all have a crush on this guy who's the secondary character um but we have to kind of talk about the rumors that came out this week about Katie being the bachelorette reality Steve tweeted that out um but then we had a couple naysayers Katie put something on her like Instagram story being like news to me right yeah I so desperately want to believe that she is the next bachelorette I so desperately want this yeah I I do too I really really like her and I think I think it's gonna be true I saw even like a report from Variety that said she's you know expected to be announced so even if they're like in the final stages of picking like I feel like it's going to be her and like 
people always are like doubting reality Steve's credibility, but he also, you know, said that she was Katie was going to go home in the one on one date with Matt last night. So it's like he was right. And I on their one on one date, I we can get to it in a bit, but the entire time I was like, he has to be wrong, right? Like there's no way. And he was right. So I don't know. I'm believing it. I am too. Um, and I think going back to like the mean petty girl drama, like we love Katie because she's down to like create entertaining television, right? Like her limo entrance to the conversation. She is at the heart of all the air quotes drama, mm-hmm. but she's not like malicious and I don't know. I, I don't have this disdain for Katie. So I think she'd be an incredible lead. Uh, justice for reality, Steve, like he's the bachelor, you know, source of rumors um, and spoilers. So I hope it works out and I hope we see more of her. Um, and she's, I think 29. So it's more of a believable lead for me than, you know, seeing Kit on the show. Who, yeah. You know, I was older than her when I was still in college. Like what, what is these young characters in the mix? So I'm all on board for Katie. Um, so we'll see where that brings us. But, you know, we'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye out for Bachelorette Katie. Yeah. Um, the other key player, not even Tyler C. He wasn't the only uh, surprise. Surprise. Again, air quotes in the podcast <laughs> here. Surprise appearance. Um, our good pal Heather Martin showed up. <laughs> I'm not sure where to start with this one. Because it was so we knew it was coming yeah might be some of the worst acting we've seen on the show she rolls up in a minivan it's like the least glamorous dramatic car for a 20 something year old woman no mask yeah we have a pandemic going on there's a pandemic raging across the whole globe right now um I thought we were going to get more from that scene and it was just as bad as the previews let on um what were you kind of thinking watching that unfold I was just like covering my eyes. It was so cringeworthy. Like, of course, there's no way we're gonna have a, a like new addition to the cast without Chris Harrison knowing. And the fact that he's like, Heather, like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I was like in the area, like Hannah Brown recommended me. And it's like, what the hell are you even talking about? Like, there that didn't happen. Like, maybe Hannah Brown did tell you in passing, like, oh, you and Matt would be cute together. And then was like, oh, my God, I should tell Chris Harrison and, like, set this whole thing up. Like, maybe Hannah Brown was the planner here, but it wasn't, like, it didn't go that way. It was so, such bad acting. Such bad acting. And we've seen the Bachelor production crew piece together really entertaining content for Mm -hmm. years now. You're telling me the best storyline they could come up with is that (laughs) Hannah Brown quarantined in Florida with him came back to like LA or wherever and was like, girl, he's the one for you. You got to meet him and waited until he was in wherever Pennsylvania. Wherever yeah. they are. That's the lamest story ever. Like we really could have had just roller in the way you did the other women. Yeah. It's like, keep up with the flow of the show. This whole like production, like you said, of, you know, Oh, Chris Harrison didn't know. It's like, we all know that you do. <laughs> this is so silly. Um, so I couldn't buy into it. It was cheesy and the acting was awful. But also, good for you, girl. Get your get some TV time. Like, you know, boost your clout. Um, and she seems like I don't have issues with Heather, right? Like, she's nice enough. 
Yeah, I don't mind her at all. I feel like she's never, you know, done anything bad. Um, so I like her, but I don't know. Last night, I was kind of just over it. I was like, there's too much going on already. And I highly doubt you're going to make it far on this season just because, you know, connections are already being formed. Like, two girls already said they were falling in love and stuff like that. So... I don't know. It just kind of seemed like an unnecessary thing to throw in. But I mean, I like her. It's just like, not now, maybe next season. Too many characters. It's like when a show goes on for too many seasons and they keep trying to mix in a character to keep it afloat. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is we've seen how these women react to new contestants or new women in the house. And it doesn't go over well. No. So we know there's going to be drama, but I feel like we've already seen that story unfold right the, mm -hmm. the ogs versus the new girls and i don't really want to watch that again like i thought we finally escaped it and now heather's back and i don't know if i can handle two more episodes of the ogs like feeling slighted with time yeah i like i really don't i can honestly see just like matt sending her home because the women are going to freak out. And it's like, we even saw, like, I think Piper, like, screamed when, you know, she saw that there was a new girl there and stuff like that. So it's like, it's just not going to go well. Like, we just need it to not happen. <laughs> Quick side note, edit the whole Heather scene out. Just, like, cut it. it. We don't need it. We're done. Uh, Piper, though, why do you bring her up? She's yep. one-on-one. -on -one. I'm a big Piper fan. Yeah, I like her. I think I really wanted, like, seeing this one-on-one -on -one with Matt is what I needed for me to, like, actually definitively, definitively say that I like her because I've liked her at, like, some points, but then I feel like she was just whining for no reason and, like, crying, and then I'd be like, she's so pretty, and then I'd be like, she's so annoying. So <laughs> finally getting, like, more one-on-one -on -one time with her as a viewer was much needed, so I do like her now. <laughs> She's pretty, but she's whining. Um, happens to the best of us. Yes. Uh, she's young, though. I think she's only, like, 23. Um, so some of those moments where I caught her, like you said, whining. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's young. Like, she's not our 29-year-old uh, sweet dear Katie. Yeah. A more mature head on her shoulders. Um, so the day was cute. They went to a little, like, private carnival and concert, um, which I thought was sweet. I, I liked not, you know, we talk about skydiving and airplane riding and, you know, this is up there with dangerous risks of, you know, moving mobile carnival ride. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cute. They definitely did a better job with this carnival than the stupid one they tried to do with Tasha and Brendan. Um, they obviously really figured out ways to work their budget this season. So I thought it was definitely, it was a cute idea. They did Tasha so dirty, and I'm trying to let it go because she does seem happy and yeah. I adore her. But the budget and the production, like, come on. I know that this was your second go of, like, quarantine, you know, Bachelor style, but it's night and day. Like, they literally were just playing, you know, in the hotel pool for, like, group dates <laughs> where the, I don't know, they did her dirty. They justice for Tasha season. I know I agree and even like I saw so many memes about it like when she had her date with Zach they had like a cardboard cutout taxi and like with this season they're literally driving like nice ass cars just to like the opposite end of the resort and it's like what is going on 
Yeah, it does kind of feel like they have their own like small town, like the way we've seen scenes of, you know, the women walking, going on strolls. Yeah. Where I just felt like Tasha season, they were like, had eight hotel rooms around the pool and like they were trapped. Um, okay. So whatever. Um, which, you know, I don't, I can only imagine how bad the drama would get in the house if the, this group of women was stuck in those sweaty, like, I think back to all the scenes of like the guys sweating. Like they always had like wet spots on their shirt or like even Cortesia, like glowing, just yeah. really um, clearly super, super hot. So again, they did her dirty. <laughs> terrible location. Just absolutely terrible. terrible. Well, they've learned, right? We're all trying to learn in the past year. I think we've all learned uh, a thing or two about uh, quarantining and what we can and can't do. Um, so they, you know, good for them. Good for them. Um, should we get into the, the group date, which was another, I thought, kind of cute, cute enough group date. They went bowling. Yeah, I agree. I think it was really cute, and everyone loved to see Matt in his bowling shirt. And I think, <laughs> I think like, I forget which one of the girls said it, but they said it was, like, the their favorite group date, just because the girls were being, like, so silly, and, like, obviously there was competition, so they were having a lot of fun and just like being themselves, which I thought it just looked so normal and just so cute. It was cute. And I always kind of, you know, talk down on the group dates where they're like physically assaulting each other or fighting. I don't quite get that. Yeah. Um, even the pillow fights in the past have turned a little aggressive. I like a good structured competition. Um, but what, uh, Rachel kept falling on the floor. I don't know if you noticed this, but every time they cut back, like, I love a good laugh. I love like knees weak. I, my stomach is cramping, like hearty, hearty laugh. I'm sure that the bowling alley was sanitized for production purposes. When I think of bowling alleys, I think about how like germy they are. And mm-hmm. she's rolling on the floor, like laughing every time something was remotely funny. I was like, girl, get up. It's so gross. There's just so many things you're touching. Yeah, yeah. As I'm thinking of bowling alley, I'm imagining like terrible, dirty carpet and like gum stuck to the floor and just like just nowhere you want your face nearby. No, so good for her. Um, Of course, they had to, the concept of, you know, rewards and punishments is so strange to me. Mm-hmm. And they made the girls that lost walk home. Um, it's like the winners get to spend more time with Matt. The losers walk home in the rain. Like that's kind of strange. Like punishment, punishment. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, specifically that line and just being like gasping and being like, "Oh damn, okay, walking home in the rain. Like, are they okay?" Right. It's not just let. It's oh, you know, we didn't get time with Matt. It's not only do you not get time with Matt you're going to have to like go be cold and uncomfortable and like do more physical activity. Terrible. It was so weird. I'm like, these poor girls, no wonder they're fighting and miserable. They're being subjected to all these physical challenges. <laughs> it was probably like, you know, a two block stretch, like across the resort, but I'm being oversensitive. And all that to say, they ended up getting time with Matt anyway. They'd played like the reverse Uno card. They're like, just kidding. Like undo. We want to spend more time with you. Yeah, I thought that was really cute on his end because, you know, he could tell, like, the viewers could tell the girls were so disappointed that the, like, the losing team, that they weren't going to spend more time with him. Um, And then when, I think, was it Chris Harrison that came in and kind of said, like, here's, like, a a new date card or something? 
and they realized they were going to spend time with Matt and they were so excited. I was like, this would be so cute if like you weren't all competing for the same guy. Right? Sitting in like their really dorky like bowling shirts, like wet from the rain, just miserable. Um, It was cute how, like you said, it would be cute if they weren't competing for one single man. Um, but that's the show, baby. That's that's what they're there for. Um, I love it. It was cute. I liked it. A nice break from the drama. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into um, what I'm dying to talk about, my two great favorite – oh, my God, my doorbell rang. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yeah, I did. heart <laughs> attack. Um, we're going to talk about my two favorite people. I'm going to take a quick breather, Tyler C. and Katie. All right, so all season, obviously, we know Matt is Tyler C's bestie. They're boys. And we know that Tyler's kind of let Matt do his thing, which I think is really nice. So let him have the spotlight. It's your time to shine. But all of America, we've been craving some Tyler C time, and we finally got it last night. Um, And it was really cute. Like I said earlier in the pod, you know, Matt's face lights up. You can tell he has like a comfortability and a confidence when he's with Tyler versus, you know, the spotlight. So they're playing pool and it was kind of cute to just see them have like, you said, a bromance, like a bro moment. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought it was really cute. And I thought it was cute how, you know, like Tyler was trying to get a feel for the women in the house and seeing, you know, are you falling for these girls? Could you see yourself get down on one knee? I thought it was cute, especially because like, Matt has admitted he's never been in love. So I'm sure, you know, Tyler hasn't seen the boyfriend, Matt, or, you know, the engaged Matt, obviously not. So I just thought it was really cute, like, you know, Tyler giving him advice and just like seeing him on this new chapter in his life. It was sweet when he was like, Do you think you could see yourself marrying? And when Matt said, like, absolutely, I was like, I know you're supposed to say that. I know. But it was still shocking to me. I was like, oh, you could? Because I had that moment where I want his eyes to light up the same way they lit up when he saw Tyler. Like, that's what I want. I want to see the spark. And I just haven't seen it from Matt all season. I know. I agree. When he asked that question, I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then he said yes. And I'm like, I doubt it, though. He probably said no. And the producers were like, cut, 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 cut. We're going to do that again. Yeah. So, you know, they had a cute little moment. We got to see some Tyler time. Um, and then this is when uh, things went off the rails a little bit. Uh, Katie gets a one-on-one with Matt. And they're doing, like, impractical Joker style, hidden camera, let's prank Tyler C, mm-hmm. who is getting a massage unmasked during a pandemic. Um, so he takes his clothes off. Obviously, we get a lot of camera time of his body. And he's getting a massage, and Matt and Katie are you know, telling the masseuse like, what to say and do, which I thought was pretty funny. It was a cute date. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know showed each of their personalities and it was really creative like it was different than any other one-on-one dates that we've had this season and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it I also like it was just so weird I can't like the way Matt and Katie's relationship like I know they didn't have a connection you know right away or maybe even at all but it seemed like they were really enjoying the date and at one point Matt even said like Katie's the perfect date so I'm like, I don't understand, like, wh- like, why don't you like her? 
Yeah, like what's not to like, right? Like so she's confused. Confident. She's mature. She's well spoken. Like she just kind of has all the things that you would think you're looking for in someone to marry, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's your life partner in theory. So, <laughs> like you said, what's wrong with her? And I was really impressed during the date. You know, Katie took the mic and was like egging on the masseuse, mm-hmm. like so comfortable. Um, at one point, the masseuse called Katie as if they were friends and was like, oh my God, you'll never guess who's here today. And Katie just rolled up, like didn't miss a beat. I was like, you're so fun. You're yeah. really fun. And Matt looked like he was having fun. But uh, like you said, in the back of my mind is the reality, Steve, you know, Katie's going home. So I'm like, what is she going to say that gets her sent home? I thought she was going to say something inappropriate or unfiltered. Or upset Tyler C. Who knows? <laughs> and it just was like an effortless date the whole time. Yeah, agreed. And then I feel like once they were done with that date and they were going into you know the dinner portion of it, Matt said like, "Oh, now we need to like see." It's the one of those things like, "Let's see if she can open up. Let's see if she can talk about like trauma, whatever." So in my head, I was like, "Oh, damn! Like she's not going to be serious. She's going to be joking the whole time or something like that." But then you know. Like, her, she was saying, like, oh, now we can have, like, serious conversations. So I was like, literally, where is this going to go wrong? I see no potential for this to go wrong. I was definitely <laughs> caught off guard. Um, you know, it's, we knew it was going to happen, but I was kind of hoping reality Steve was wrong. And I think, like, I love that about Katie is that, you know, we saw her be goofy in her limo entrance, but then she was also the one kind of, you know, trying to simmer down the drama and have serious conversations. She talked about her dad dying at one point. And I'm just like, is Matt intimidated by this? Is, you know, is there just truly not a connection? I wasn't quite piecing together where it was going wrong. And I was really sad to see her go. I'm not going to lie. I know, me too. Like you said, I think she's a super uh, well-rounded person. Like I would love to be friends with her. I feel like maybe it was just one of those things where, like, it makes sense on paper, but, like, you just don't really feel it when you're together. I mean, I'm from assuming by, you know, how upset she was and everything like that, I'm sure she felt some type of connection, but it was upsetting. The only thing that was really getting me through it with, like, her leaving in the limo was, like, it's all right, you're going to be Bachelorette. (laughs) Totally fine. Like, you're going to go on to something better than this. So just fingers crossed that happens. Fingers crossed. And I think, you know, in my, my fantasy world where she has confirmed the Bachelorette, I just think she'll give those guys, like, truly a run for their money. Like, she's no nonsense. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's shy or intimidated. I think she's very, like, I don't know. I just think she'd be such a great lead. So I'm ready. And truthfully, I do see, like, comparisons between her and Tyler C. Where, like, you know, you flash back to Hannah season, Tyler's, like, dancing, like, being goofy. <laughs> but then he also had moments you know, that won all of America over where he just talked about, like, I don't know, really serious stuff about how mm-hmm. Hannah's body is, like, hers and no one should make her feel guilty for decisions. So I think that switch to turn on and off, I'm like, Matt, you have, like, the girl version of someone <laughs> that emulates your best friend. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, so, you know, she's gone for now. Fingers crossed. It's just a temporary goodbye for Katie. Um and hopefully only a temporary goodbye for Tyler C. I wouldn't mind some more Tyler C. time. 
I know. I'm really shocked that he, you know, this is the first time he was on the season. It doesn't really make any sense to me because ABC knows they can get more viewers if they put him on. So it's interesting. I know. What is this episode? Like week six? Yeah. We waited six long weeks for Tyler C time. Um, I was happy to see him. And maybe there's more, but I doubt it. Um, Because Chris Harrison kept saying, said it a couple times this episode, you know, hometowns are coming up. Things are getting, and I think that just obviously inflated all of the the stress in the house um, because people are realizing, okay, it's crunch time. We're, you know, usually we see them traveling to different cities. Uh, You know, they're just stuck. I can imagine time probably feels like a flat circle there as it did for all of us this year. Um, But I think a switch kind of went off when Chris Harrison mentioned hometowns and that things are getting more serious. Um, I I just, I don't know. I don't have my hometown favorites at this point, though. I feel like usually I'm a little more confident by this point in the season. I know. I agree. When he mentioned hometowns, I was like, well, that's not for another, like, three months. Like, why, why did you bring that up? But, yeah, I mean... It'll be quickly approaching, you know. It's it's interesting. And he, Matt sent home five girls last night. So, like, things are getting freaking real. So, I don't know. I feel like my predictions right now for hometowns are, like, Michelle, Rachel, Serena P. And, honestly, I don't know. Chelsea, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I said I'm like oh we just met them last week yeah and we really don't um you mentioned all the girls that went home though we didn't talk about uh, Maggie I adored her I thought she was like such an interesting person and such a beautiful person and we really didn't get that much time with her this season I know home. I know and her like the way that she left was just so elegant and adorable and I was like god damn it Matt what did you do like She was so smiling, just kept it together and said, like, good luck. And then she, you know, with her confessional said something like, oh, the person's out there, you know, for me, I'm excited to meet him when it happens. Just like, oh, my God, how do you act that way when you're eliminated? That's like the nicest, most like put together person in the world. Literally the most poised we have seen from anyone this year. Especially coming fresh off, you know, Victoria and confronting that at the rose ceremony. Um, Just a 180. So, for Maggie, I had to get that on the podcast here. Justice for Maggie. I think she is brilliant um, and wonderful. And we didn't see enough of her. Um, I think your final four there, hometown vibes, is a good pick. Um, You know, I try not to let the spoilers influence who I like. But we we know some spoilers. Um, I don't know, though. I'm just... I'm shocked that I'm still undecided. Um, so we'll see. But yeah. are they going to, they can't do hometowns, right? Like we have to do the similar mock hometowns that we saw on Tasha's season? Probably, yeah. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know though, but I'm just assuming. I'm so nosy. Like I love hometowns. Because you have that moment of like, oh, this is why they are the way that they are. Um, Same. And, like, the disappointed dad being, like, you know, what are your intentions with my daughter? Like, all the cliches, I like, that's what I crave in The Bachelor journey is the hometown conversation. So I'm really disappointed that we don't get that again. Um, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited. And I love The Bachelor hometowns maybe more than Bachelorette just because, like, he has to ask for the dad's permission. He doesn't have to, but they always do that um, for every single person. And it's so awkward because the dad, 
it's always like, well, are you saying this to every other dad? And it's like, yep, I am. Like, it's just, it's so twisted. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. And I have to wonder too, you know, at this point, by the time the back, the lead gets to hometowns, like they're so conditioned with the cameras and like probably taking multiple takes. Imagine being like, you know, just the suburban dad, like sweating under the light, being like having to rehearse lines over and over again. Like the reality of it cracks me up. Um, so hopefully we'll see some of that. And I think Matt's kind of nervous too. So to see him ask for someone, you know, hand in marriage, I can't, I love, as much as I've been dunking on his, you know, reservations, I do, I am kind of charmed by his nervousness. Yeah, it'll probably be a little bit awkward, but like completely adorable, hopefully. Hopefully, I know, we don't want to jinx it. <laughs> well, as we're talking about adorable um, and everything that we love, it would only be right to circle back to the drama at the end of the episode because that's the theme of this season is, you know, the OGs versus the new people. And we did get a little taste of Heather at the end of the episode. Was the acting better or worse than her first arrival we have rolling up to the security guard in her minivan and then rolling up to the the mansion or wherever in her minivan and into the house matt james being like heather is that you so bad but i don't know if it was as bad as chris harrison being like heather is that you yeah i think the chris harrison bit was a little bit worse this was just like awkward because i felt bad for the other women that were just watching whereas the the chris harrison one was just like this is just this needed to be cut out i don't care how you got here just like i don't want any of this it was so funny and then you know we see teasers of her next week just being like i didn't know they'd be so mean and normally I'd roll my eyes at that, but knowing how the girls have treated each other in the house all season, I'm kind of nervous. And I think Kit, they cut to her, like, you know, teasing next week. She, like, basically calls Heather out. Like, you don't know her. Like, these are your strangers. I can't believe how callous some of the girls have been to the newcomers. And I kind of feel bad for Heather. Like, I'm anxious for what is about to unfold. Yeah, me too. I think she's going to be, she's going to get wrecked. Like, they're really going to attack her. It's going to be terrible. It's so annoying because it's like, I understand why the women are upset when there's new competition, obviously. That sucks. But it's like, the show is allowing it. Like, you freaking out and saying it's not fair is not going to change anything except for you're going to look bad. So just keep your shit together and it'll be fine. I totally agree. I think they need to like cut the whining. The whining is too much for me. Um, as this whole podcast is me whining about their whining. But like you said, it's like, all right, you know, focus on, okay, how do I maintain these connections that we have? The, but the never ending complaint seems to be, we get no time with Matt. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if no one's getting time with him, then what is he doing all the time? <laughs> it's like, it, are we really not getting time with him? Or are we just, want more everyone wants more that's the whole premise of the show is that you don't get him to yourself yeah yeah and I feel like the women now it's getting to the point where the women that haven't had one-on-ones they're really starting to panic so once they see like another girl come in they're just like completely a mess which like I get but also it'll work out and if it doesn't work out it wasn't meant to be you know and I don't know there's a million other men on planet earth ladies like I'm sure you'll figure it out all beautiful you all have probably like never-ending dms on instagram like it's okay 
the Heather, though, I think they are going to eat her alive. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder how much they can air on ABC. Uh, and I just think these girls are ruthless. Like, they're ruthless. Yeah, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she just goes on, goes home on her own because it's going to be bad. That's such a weird storyline, though, too. Like, to show up, quarantine, allegedly. Who knows how long she was quarantining. And then just go home, like, that same night. It just seems like such a weird angle. Um, I don't quite get the end goal in that, but I guess TV, like, more airtime. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It's the whole, I can't justify it realistically. And then also from like a producer storyline, but maybe I'm just being grouchy about it. <laughs> no, same. We'll have to figure out if she does go home next week, we'll have to re reassess the situation on the podcast because I really don't know. I don't know either. Like you said, that's a good line. Let's give it time to play out. There's no in the producers. They are the experts. They know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, only time will tell. So next week, hopefully Heather's tears are minimal. I know we saw a teaser for some tears. Um, but she's a human being. We don't need anyone to be bullied into, um, you know, just crying their eyes out like that. So mm-hmm. time will tell. Uh, I'm excited, though, because I think we are kind of weeding out some of the drama and the chaos and Hopefully next week we see more uh, connections with Matt. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. We appreciate you guys for listening and hope you join us for the rest of the season. We'll talk to you soon.